giant monster bullshit is the most listened to conservative podcast in the country. And I probably deserve to die for what I did to all those people. Okay. Well, welcome back to WrestleMania. Well, what movie did we watch? We watched The Giant Claw. Would you call this movie a horror movie? I'd say it was pretty horrific and or horrifying. Horrifying. Terror, maybe? Chilling. If, yeah. Thriller. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you re- if you want to get it, <laughs> if you want to get it into the um, Academy Awards, call it a thriller. Were you scared by this movie? Yeah, I screamed a couple times. You you heard. <laughs> there were a couple of times I shrieked. Yeah. This movie was released in 1957. Yep, and it shows. <laughs> Do you think... I, I know this movie is kind of infamous. Yeah. And I'll get into why I don't... I don't really understand why it's so infamous. Yeah. But do you think at the time... It was okay. I'd say, I mean, like, it's campy and goofy, mm-hmm. you know? But for the time, in terms... I mean, if you're judging this by, like, action and characters, you know, there's not really a whole lot of action, mm-hmm. and the plot's kind of, like, really thin. Um, I'd say this is, like, a bad movie. I know it wasn't, you know, like Hitchcock or something. Yeah, I mean, but... But, I, don't think I mean, was... do you think, like, special effects-wise... No, I'd say It did its job at, at the time? I'd say it's pretty... Like even back I'd then. say it's below. It's below what you should be at, um, even for this era. You know, because, like, there are a lot of very visible strings. And, you know, it's just, like, the movement was really off. Even, even for this time, it was just, like, really, really not well executed. I can see that. But I, I don't think it was I don't think it's as bad. I think there's worse. That no, that totally, Varen, yeah. that Varen movie oh we my watched God, yeah. was worse than this. I think cuz this one uh I think in this I mean Varen like they didn't even fucking try. This they're kind of going for it more whether or not they're capable of it. Um and there's something to be said for that and it also yeah, makes for right. a much more entertaining movie. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. This movie really doesn't Maybe saying it doesn't fuck around is the wrong way of saying it, but yeah. it's got a certain kind of drive or like determination. Yeah, where you're, I don't know. They really, they really think they're getting it done. Yeah, yeah. Is this your first time ever watching it? I've known about this movie for like a long time. Ever since I watched like on like the History and Discovery Channel, like they'd play like. Like, when I was into Godzilla, they would, like, play documentaries, like, about giant monster movies or, like, campy old movies. I was, like, you know, I was, like, interested mm-hmm. in that if I saw it on TV. And I rem- I just remember this is, like, always mentioned in that stuff. And then, you know, once I was, like, watching YouTube, like, all of my beloved review channels mm-hmm. were uh, talking about this movie. So I've kind of always known about it. I think in the Stephen King novel It, it takes on the form of the giant claw. But like real one time, like they mentioned the giant claw by name. Uh, he's uh, well, like it like takes on the forms of like kids' fears, and like one of the kids like saw the giant claw mm-hmm. and was like scared yeah. by the giant claw, and the thing takes on the form of it and like tries to fucking kill him. The monster itself is pretty, pretty scary looking for a kid. Yeah, if I saw that. It, like there's something about it, like looking right into the camera the way it does. Where if I were like a little kid, I'd be like. Eh. It's just a weird looking design. It's mm-hmm. just like, and it's kind of a an original design. It's like a yeah, I don't know, just those like buggy a, eyes and like the... the really long neck. Mm-hmm. I'd say that the monster design. I mean, obviously, it's silly looking. The problem here with it, I would say, really, the only problem is execution. I guess know? so. Yeah, I don't know if there's really like a flaw. But it's with the also design. got. I mean, just the look. It, it's a silly look. The, yeah. The, yeah buggy eyes and the the mouth definitely everything it is goofy looking but Mm -hmm. i really don't i think it's better than a lot of people give it credit for yeah i wouldn't call like this like a terrible movie or like as far as these things go yeah yeah yeah, well yeah um always gotta put that in here mm -hmm. it is a terrible movie without a doubt no yeah yeah most almost all the movies we're watching on here terrible movies yeah most of the time so this is your first time seeing it Yes. Yeah, this is this is my first time seeing it. Um Have like you ever a, seen any clips? 
I'd seen like clips like when he's behind the I've seen like the worst of it, you know? Yeah. Like the really like goofiest the plane and like him behind yeah. you, you know, like him look, bugging right into the camera. Mm-hmm. You know, the most jarring stuff I've seen and I just kind of knew how it looked and it was one when we really started goofing on movies. It was like one I was like we got to watch that. Mm-hmm. You know, one of these days that would be a great one to make fun of. But yeah, and it I, is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It would be. Uh, I think we would have if we could really let loose around this movie. <laughs> yeah. Then it would have been a great time. Yeah, we really would have been making jokes about like that. Uh, the the main character, you know, assaulting the yeah, woman or something, or maybe somebody's weird. gay, or you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe Luigi's <laughs> really, gay. Yeah, really, really funny stuff like somebody being gay, you know, <laughs> which is something that's very funny to me. It's always funny, you know. <laughs> Before we go any further, do you want to cover the plot real quick? It's pretty simple. Okay, I'll run over some stuff because I know we took a break. Which yeah. we usually don't do. We usually watch these movies. We try to watch them in one sitting. Mm-hmm. But desperate times call for desperate measures. Right. We had to break up this viewing into two separate but equal parts. Yep. Our main character, and it's very easy to forget this by the end of the movie, his profession? Pilot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh... I didn't want you to leave that out. I figured you, because for- I almost forgot. <laughs> I basically forgot. I, at the end of the movie, I went, I saw him like fucking around with test tubes and I was like, something doesn't seem right. <laughs> and then I remembered he was flying a plane in the beginning of the movie. He was flying yeah. a jet. Yeah. He was like in the military, right? Right. Yeah. Straight up in the military. He's, he's in the military. They're in like the testing. He's testing stuff for the military, but he they introduced him as like a military pilot. Yeah. They like call him a, a pilot. He shifts slowly but surely from military pilot. To, to the greatest scientist, great, scientific yeah. mind of our time. And that man was Albert Einstein. So they're doing tests with new radar technology mm. to see if they can find planes in the sky to see if they can accurately detect aircraft. Mm-hmm. And so our Jim Pickens, son of a bitch, white bread man, is flying around in a plane. And uh, I made a note of this, is that like, there's something so wrong about him flying in that like they show the plane like yes. rocketing through the sky and then they cut to like him in a still seat and he's just like casually looking around yeah he's in like his aviation gear but he's like not pressed back against his seat at all he's just yeah he's not really like looking alert very calm they're like keeping the driving. plane completely still they're not shaking it at all you know even like you'd be like moving around a bit if you're like driving a car right or something they'd be like you'd be like mm, you know moving around a little bit but he is completely stationary like he's sitting in a chair on a bus or something yeah yeah so he sees the giant claw yep. which is um they give it a name but only the french guy gives it a name and then they say it's not that though later on yeah well that's like a folk creature but they're saying yeah. like Oh, he was right because it predicted his death. Right. Anyway, the giant claw is a giant silly bird, and it is seen by our hero. He our calls pro- it a flying battleship. Protagonist is how he originally identifies. Yeah, it. he calls it. He says it was as big as a battleship, but it was flying. And they say the word battleship probably about fifty times in this yeah. script. He sees it. He comes back down. He talks to his boss about it, and he's mm-hmm. like, you got some nerve, motherfucker, lying about yeah. seeing things in the sky. Your radar would have detected it. Yeah. Very quickly, uh, other people see the giant claw, so yes. he doesn't get fired or anything. He gets on, like, three planes in a row while he's being pursued by mm-hmm. this fucking thing, and he yeah. doesn't learn. Uh, uh, they end up at a French guy's house, a French guy with a Mexican accent. Mm-hmm. Pierre, Pierre, good old Pierre. Pierre, he gives him, he gives our main character and his love interest uh, slash coworker slash uh, long term girlfriend. I think by the end of the <laughs> yeah, movie, yeah. they're like a, a real item, like they're they're a thing. Anyway, all all three of them, or both of them, and Pierre drinking some moonshine in Pierre's house mm-hmm. for some reason, which will come back up later. Right. Pierre's a minor character. 
Yeah, and he kind of like they crash in a plane, and then he comes and finds them. the The claw, the giant claw, makes them crash, and then he comes and finds them and takes them back to his house. Uh, some bullshit happens. The military eventually says we can't explain why we can't find him on our radars, mm. but we can't. But we know he's there, so they try to shoot him down. Doesn't work. Bullets don't work on him. Bullets don't work. Neither so. do rockets or cannons. Cannons, which Are airplanes have. Yep. They basically send a bunch of people to their death, yep. and then they sort of stop, and they say, hey, all flights are grounded, and it looks like since all flights are grounded, he's the, the giant claw is now attacking stuff on the ground, and they're like, so basically... He's attracted to movement. He's just attracted to movement, and they say, like, don't drive, don't take any public transportation. We're blacking out at night. You know, which is, uh, you know, I guess a sensible solution. It's like, we don't want anybody to get killed. Right. The thing about that is, like, immediately after that, our heroes get on a plane. Yep. And they go find Pierre for some reason and bring him along to where they believe the... uh, Well, they get in a helicopter with Pierre. They get in a plane and they get somewhere and then they get in a Then they get in the helicopter with Pierre. We go from a shot of a plane to a shot of a helicopter. So they're flying twice. Yeah. This guy is in, I think he's in six planes and a helicopter in this movie, <laughs> our main character. Yeah. I don't think that's an exaggeration. He's in planes like the majority of this movie. Yeah, and that, this movie's an hour and 15 minutes long. So Different kinds of planes. There's yeah. a, a fighter jet, several just like kind of military transport planes. He's on a, a commercial airplane, and then he gets in the helicopter... He's in like that, you know, those like uh, propeller planes. Yeah, like on World three, War Two ass three separate Korean occasions. War ass planes, yeah, Indiana Jones ass planes. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's roughly. Uh, he's on a plane a little under every like uh, fourteen minutes in yeah. this movie. So they go, they go in this helicopter and they land where they find that the giant claw has been building a nest. Yeah, they kind of um, gloss over that. Yeah, I thought that was going to become, like, the big final set piece, or at least, like, the second act set piece, or something, like, a like sort of a central. The love interest woman figures it out. She's like, yeah, it came here from outer space, but we forgot to mention. Oh, yeah. Uh, they figure out it came from outer, outer space. space, and it's also got an antimatter shield. Um, because you know. it comes from an antimatter galaxy. Right, yeah, but it's not made of antimatter. No, it's, it's just made got... of mat- regular matter just like birds here. Yeah, just it's... it's it just like, has an antimatter shield, like which is why image. we can't... Yeah, we can't antimatter, uh, the mirror image of uh, a bird here. Sort Minor of. detail, but... Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Worth um, mentioning, at least. Yeah, you'll understand. You'll basically get... Like, you, they tell everything visually, so you'll understand all the antimatter stuff if you just watch the movie. But So yeah, they go to this place where they find the giant claw has been banking a nest, and then they also brought two uh, rifles with them. Yeah. Uh, Pierre, uh, main guy, and his girlfriend. So they're like, there he is. You know, and Pierre's like, oh my God. And they uh, they aim the rifles. They're, they're, and, and it's got an egg. Yeah, it has one egg. It. Yeah, it has one egg. And then uh, Pierre's like, you're going to shoot. They plan to shoot the egg. Mm-hmm. And then Pierre's like, you're going to shoot the egg? You're fucking crazy. And he runs. Um, and then so main guy and his girlfriend uh she just like picks up the rifle which we thought was pretty cool yeah she says i'm from montana yeah and then just don't know what that means and then she just fucking bullseyes that fucking egg yeah she he hits it and then she hits it and she's just like she she, like loads a cartridge in it's really cool uh it was like all right impeccable aim yeah she just like gets it and they don't make a big deal out of it or anything so like basically the egg's done some milk comes out of it or something yeah giant claw gets up Finds Pierre, kills him. Yeah, just kills fucking Pierre, my favorite character yeah. this whole fucking movie. The only character whose name I remember. <laughs> yep. And they fucking killed him. He died a horrible death. And then the fuck, the, the people are like, the guy and his girlfriend are like, well, I guess he was right that seeing the bird meant his death. Huh. They're being huh. really shitty about it. He yeah. was like, let's take Pierre's car to where we need to go. He doesn't need it anymore. Because he's dead. Fuck you. And, like, they didn't even need Pierre. Why did he come there? He, he, could... he was there for no reason. I if, if he was, like, supposed to be leading them to, like, 
were like he knew where the nest was, then I totally missed that. I don't think that was the case though. They yeah, I don't think they said anything about that. I remember they said that they found a footprint near Pierre's farm, meaning that it had landed near there. But I don't think they needed Pierre to any at any capacity. He could just tell them where it was, regardless. I don't know what it wasn't Pierre's helicopter. It wasn't Pierre's airplane. Pierre's car was there for some reason, but they took a helicopter there. Yeah, yeah. So, really, Pierre was there for no reason. They got him fucking killed, and it pissed me off. They weren't even sad about it, really. No, they didn't give a fuck about Pierre. He he got them French-wasted with his French moonshine. His personal, like, he had a nice, like, big jug of it. He showed them French hospitality. Yeah, I think French. <laughs> yeah, vaguely French Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But, so they take Pierre, they take that, they steal a dead man's car, and then some teenagers who are American, uh, even yeah. though we're, like, in France, vague France, I thought. Unless Pierre was in no, America. No, Pierre's in America. Pierre was in America? Or no, he was in Canada, remember, because the... Oh. Like, the Canadian military, yeah. or the, the Canadian police would show, up, yeah. show up at his house or something. Yeah, okay, this yeah. This shit all sounds crazy when we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's really kind of mundane in the plot, but, mm-hmm. like, altogether, this shit's wacky. It really is. So, yeah, they steal Dead Man's Car. Some teenagers are making fun of them, like this shit is crazy. The, yeah, there's like a bunch of teenagers in a car, and they're like, "Ha ha, we're going so fast!" So the guy oh. keeps calling. They yeah. honk, and it goes like, yeah. you know, shitty old jalopy, <laughs> yeah, fucking car Fuck horn. Yeah, and you know, in the fifties, these girls are like, "Oh my god, we're going fast!" Wow. <laughs> and there's a girl like hanging off the side of the car, yeah. and she's like, "Yeah, ha ha ha, I've got she, some salt." She's got a fucking shaker of salt. Uh, and she says at one point, like, I've got salt. <laughs> yeah, yeah dude. And then she fucking, the giant claw, like, fucking destroys their car and, like, sends her crashing. Yeah. She jumps off of the car to two, avoid it. Two of them get out. Only yeah. two of them. There's four teenagers and two and of them get out. She jumps into a fucking ditch and, like, gets knocked unconscious yeah. in, like, a real-ass car crash. Yeah, and the giant claw picks up the car with, I think... I believe yeah, the, the other, other two, two teenagers were in there, and it fucking explodes. Yeah. They're just Gruesome. dead. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Also, the, there's trains still moving after they said that, like, yeah. nothing should be moving anymore. That would be, like, the worst. Like, they go through, like, a bunch of... the worst way to probably be transporting something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, something big, long, and moving, you yeah. know? Yeah. The more you limit movement of everything, the more attention it draws to the things that are moving. Yeah, and I can't, uh, I can't imagine that trains are cheap, especially in the 1950s. So especially when they're getting a, exploded. That was a big dumb decision by whoever owned the train. Yeah, but that's on their dime, I guess. Our main character collaborates with creative mind Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah. To create uh, some kind of like ray. That or deactivates the the antimatter shield because the antimatter, as you might know, uh, when antimatter hits regular matter, uh, you know they destroy each other, as you know. Which is why the bullets can't hit the giant claws. Exactly. Duh. Um, so they need to deactivate that shield, and of, so of course they build a machine that will do it. And failure after failure. They fail like a couple times. Yeah, and I was joking about yeah. it like going on forever. But uh They go through like a little bit of trial and error, then they figure it out. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, I was kind of happy to see we get a good deal of monster action. We do. We do they don't it doesn't overstay its welcome either. Right. The giant um, claw attacks New York and it's very parts and buildings. You get your money's worth at the end. I'd say, yeah. He yeah. destroys the Empire State Building. He, like, eats the top of it. Yeah, yeah. He tears it's a, up It's a pretty cool shot. shot. Like, if I had to pick a shot, mm-hmm. you know, the big shot in the movie, it would be, like, when he's on the Empire State Building. And up until that point, I really didn't realize how big he was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, he's fucking massive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I mean, part of that is just they did a bad job with scale. Yeah, that's that's a problem we'll probably talk about later on. There's you have no idea how big the giant claw is in relation to everything. Yeah. 
so it, it fucks up New York for a while, and then they take the machine on a plane, and they like kind of shoot some bottle rockets out at it that is supposed to deactivate its ray, and then they shoot at it. They throw the puppet in the water in a pool, in the studio's uh, wave pool. And the giant claw's dead. Yep, I think so. It like kind of moved its claw, though, at the end, and I thought they were going to be like, the end? I think it was just dying. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, but I was like, oh. No. Maybe it's an ending like uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who have seen that. For you shitheads who have seen that. It's a very famous kaiju movie. Yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest. With a, an ambiguous ending. Yeah. A will they, won't they. Yeah. Sort of dynamic. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so that's uh, our movie. Yeah. It's... um. You were asking me earlier if I thought this was like a good movie. Uh... Or if it, it's definitely not good special effects, but it's good entertainment. Yeah. Even in the fifties, you know, when you don't have like the context. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, when you don't have like the context of like sort of being able to look back on these and how silly they are, you know, a lot of things like become dated in these. Even back then, I think this would have been really entertaining. Nineteen fifty-seven uh, <laughs> standards. Um, it would have. I think it would have been pretty entertaining. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. Just like go see some people scream. It does not overstay its welcome. It's not too long. We've reviewed far worse movies. Oh my god! Yeah. Not spoiling our Don Fry ratings just yet, but yeah, it um, and I it might have something to do with the fact that I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. If we're comparing it to that Varen movie we watched, yeah. Or like uh, 20,000 miles from Earth or something? Uh, yeah, that one with like claymation. 20 million miles to Earth, something think, like that. Yeah, I think it was 20 million. This was more, I mean, this is an American giant monster bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And it's more in the vein of those, but I think this one was really the one that I knew what I was getting myself into really? with. Because, you know, it's that same 50s era... You're every man who's also yeah. a scientist and a military guy. He's and... the 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 he serves the plot. He serves our country in the plot. Yeah, uh, here. simultaneously. Yeah, <laughs> and you've got like they always kind of kind of work in like a general. <laughs> yeah, as like, one of yeah. the characters, and like in all the war rooms, they're just like a corner of a room with like mm-hmm. a radio in it. Yeah, like a radio and some equipment. And I knew I I this one I really knew that I was expecting that. And so it really went down smooth, mm-hmm. just the whole experience. There's nothing like jarring about it where you're like, oh, it's this or something. Yeah. yeah. It, like you said, it never really drags on or anything. Yeah. It's it's nice. It's curt, you know? It does what it's doing and gets out, you know? Um, you mentioned as we finished this that it felt like the movie was 45 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like surprised when it ended. I was like, oh, I felt like there should have been like 30 more minutes. And that was, I think that might be the first time we've ever felt like yeah. the movie was short after we watched yeah, it. Yeah. All of these seem to run on long, even the ones that we enjoy. Yeah, I, yeah. Leave me looking at my watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So that was weird. Um, yeah, it was. It felt like an act was missing or something. I was kind of wondering. To if, me, it never felt like anything was missing. It just kind of felt like it was fast. Yeah, I something. just meant like in terms of time. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. but. Um, I don't know. I, I was like wondering. I was like looking it up to see if like this was like a an edited down version of the movie, and I don't believe it is. I think this is just the normal white bread version. There's not really any different yeah. ones. So yeah, it's it's really short, but that doesn't mean it's it's good. Let's start talking about. Uh, is it a negative thing to say about the movie? I'd say yes. Okay. Uh, we we used to do this a lot in mm-hmm. our podcast, and I think it's very effective. It's the what. What was the bad stuff about this? Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, the story, I would say, is like mm-hmm. definitely like we don't get any characterization either. Mm-hmm. You know, the there's no like we're, we're really kind of like bouncing around in terms of plot. We don't really follow any type of line. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't go from one place then to the next. Oh, then we'll go here. Right. You know, it's just kind of whatever, whatever, you know. It almost um, just seems random. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't help. This guy keeps getting on planes when, like, he really... Sometimes he doesn't even need to go anywhere to solve the problem. Yeah. Um, a lot of times he'll just be like, I need to go somewhere. Let's get on a plane, knowing damn well there's a fucking 
flying condor or whatever. Big ass yeah. bird. Gigantic eats airplanes. Eats strictly airplanes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything moving. <laughs> and he's the first. He for a good chunk of the movie, he's the only living person to ever see that. Yeah, bird. And he's the one who's like, I think we're probably going to be good getting out on another airplane. Yeah, yeah. Remember the part, the bullshit about, like, the attacks, like, they're in a spiral pattern? Yes. So he, our main character, like, pulls out a map on the airplane. After. On, on an airplane. After assaulting airplane. a woman, after assaulting his lab assistant sitting next to him while she's yeah, sleeping. She's like, she does, like, calculations for him. Yeah, she's like she's like working in radar or something. They she's like an her. actual scientist. Yeah, though. she's he's like, like he's like just a, a pilot who's pilot. like figuring shit out. Yeah, has a has a knowledge of theoretical physics too. She's asleep next to him on a commercial plane, and he fucking leans over and just starts making out with her. Yeah, while she's n- asleep, and n- up to any. this point. We have no indication that Pretty they're dating. Professional. And yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, uh, it's almost like sort of like a male fantasy of like, um, yeah. but like it totally is like some guy who hasn't actually, maybe hasn't tried something like that on a girl. <laughs> um, but she's like, oh, I see you're kissing me. She has some witty fucking remark <laughs> yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, really. She should be Shouldn't like. Shouldn't you be not kissing me? Yeah. Well, sir, we're on an airplane. Are you kissing me? You know, really, when she'd probably be like, uh, stop. Yeah. Or something, like, you know? Oh, my God. Like, did you? Oh, my God. You know, and then that's when she tells him she has, like, a long-distance boyfriend or something. Yeah. You know? Or maybe she just lies about having a boyfriend because she doesn't want this, like, fucked up Richard, Richard Nixon-looking motherfucker macking lips with her. You remember the part of the movie where a guy tells them to be quiet on an airplane? And then they're like quiet for a second, and then they yeah. say a couple more lines, and then the scene ends. Yeah, the, the, those people. I I was thinking like, like I, I was making jokes like behind him out of focus. You can see this guy like while they're like yelling about this fucking. Mm-hmm. It's like obviously nap time on the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know everybody's asleep around them. Even the girl was asleep, and he's just like looking at. I don't know. He's jerking off or i don't know he's horny yeah and he's just like oh, i think i'll kiss this woman without <laughs> asking her and he you know kisses her um this woman by the way the tip of her nose moves around like when she talks it's like mm-hmm. whenever she's talking that pissed me off they f- figure out that like he like marks where all the attacks happen he like get has a great idea of where they all happened so far mm-hmm. and he draws and he's like see the pattern and she's like, no, I don't see the pattern. And then he draws a fucking spiral. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, really? Uh-huh. And then some uh, some people on the plane are like visibly angry with them. And then they eventually get told to be quiet. You know what I'm just now thinking about? What? I know his spiral theory was bullshit anyway. Right. But really, it didn't matter where any of the attacks took place. Because you could just draw a spiral on anything yeah and just depending on how thick you draw the space between the lines Mm -hmm. it could just be anywhere totally so like it could have been another pattern or something for all he fucking knew or no pattern he could have just drawn a line in between each in between each place where he marked the attacks and the funny thing about it is like the spiral thing has no bearing on the plot at all but they treat it like it's the first big yeah, realization like, oh whoa something's going on here it's like what does that mean we're looking into how it's thinking you know what? like we know how it's attack how it's choosing its next targets did they know it was a bird yet at that point i don't know still they doesn't kept, matter they kept calling it a ufo it still doesn't matter though it, yeah. like birds don't i mean unless i'm you know unless i'm uh not quite brushed up on bird law mm-hmm. here um birds law <laughs> yeah are birds associated with flying in ever-growing spirals? Um, uh, I don't know. Um, there's like a weird cosmic element to this plot. And I thought that spiral was going to play into it more or something. Like yeah. all this like antimatter shit. Like why can't it just, just make it come out of the fucking ground? Yeah, I don't know. They never really... Ex- they say it's from another planet. At one point, he's like, because there's nothing like this on Earth. And it, the, the, Walt Disney says that there... He literally says after all this antimatter 
he just unloads about this antimatter bullshit. And that's and he's like and he says to the general and the guy and his girlfriend, he goes, and there's simply no other explanation yeah. for it. I was like, none. There's no other way to fucking explain this. Yeah, it's pretty goofy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about the science a little bit with this. Let's talk okay, about the science I mean, dump. All right. A little bit. So we get a scene where they just kind of show up with Walt Disney. I guess it's Walt Disney's lab. Right. And he's like talking about they've been like they like got the wreckage from the planes that the giant claw destroyed. Yeah. And they put like them, the second plane. Yeah. And they put them in an electronic analysis device or something is what they say. Yeah. And I guess from that he determined that antimatter was somehow involved yeah the the real retarded part is so they say antimatter and matter when they touch that it gets destroyed Mm -hmm. right right so the antimatter shield is blocking the giant claw because the matter which are the artillery Mm -hmm. touch the shield and they blow up right but he also says that the giant claw itself is made of matter. Yes. So the giant claw should just be blowing up. It's just because a little it, around it. Apparently, he it, yeah, there's it has a little gap. Okay, yeah. There's con- some control he has over it where he can like eat or something. But then later on, they talk about how the giant claw might not even eat. Yeah, it just absorbs energy from destroying things. Which I mean, like. The the definition of destroying something is even, like, subjective. Like, what counts as destroying something? Right. Just, like, running into something, you know? Like, and how would... And the egg didn't have the antimatter shield. They shot that motherfucker with two bullets. Yep. And it was Bu- done. Yeah. Did the thing inside... Did the embryo not have an antimatter? When does the antimatter shield develop? Is that, is that is that the point when gi- the giant claw species stops uh, allowing abortions? Would the giant claw uh, egg have even turned into anything because of, uh, there was no male giant claw to fertilize the egg? I don't know. We don't have the answers for you. We're just saying this movie's not very realistic. Um, this movie is it. bullshit. Yeah, it really broke my uh, suspension of disbelief. It uh, really busted my balls. <laughs> Ouch. This movie's really busting my balls here. It's it's kind of crazy. Like, antimatter and shit, I feel like that was like pretty like bleeding edge science. That's what I got the... I got the impression that like they were toying with like actual science yeah but really just like throwing it around the fucking room yeah there was really nothing you can tell that it was tacked on like we got a giant bird movie yeah antimatter you know and that came after not like antimatter what would you know Mm -hmm. how can we use this to create a creature or something you know pretty like bleeding it like seriously like kind of out even today like antimatter is a pretty like just conceptual thing Mm-hmm. Like we just like kind of through like writing some numbers on a board, we we de- we've determined that that has to exist or something. I want to uh, apologize for something we said a few episodes ago. I <gasps> know uh, um, something you said a few episodes ago. I should say, <laughs> was it the F word? <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately, um, we were talking about sending Gamera to Mars. Remember, I went on a little Picture, rant about yeah. Al Gore. My the my sentiments were "fuck you, Al Gore, you piece yeah. of shit." Has that changed? No. Okay, good. But, I was worried. Um, I said, Gamera. I said, "fuck you, Al Gore." Gamera's been at Mars since 1965. Right. And then we said we didn't even go to the moon until 1969. Right. And I was like, "But had we been to space at that point?" And you said, "I don't think so." Did and I, I fuck? And that's I, super wrong. And I said, "Are you sure the Russians didn't send somebody?" And I fact-checked it the other day because I saw that our Gamera episode is one of our more popular episodes. Right. And I I was just listening to that part and I was like, "I'm just going to check. Russians went to space in 1961." Yeah. Yeah, I I realized I, why would I say that? 
Oh my god. I don't know. You That's said That's super wrong too. Like we were in space before we went to the moon too. Like yeah. We didn't just go to the moon after the blue. That's fucking retarded. I can't believe I said that. That's, <laughs> That's <laughs> well, super wrong. <laughs> I try to keep a <laughs> try to keep our uh, uh an honest uh, uh you know, when we fuck up, I I'm, I'm not going to yeah. hide it. And I I I uh try to fact check all these things. And I guess I can't stop you, can I? <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things we didn't like. Is there anything else that you didn't like about this? I mean, besides, like, kind of, like, a shitty plot and some, like, really, like, underdeveloped characters that don't really, like, go through any type of arc, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, this relationship isn't fleshed out. There's no real reason for it. Mm -hmm. There's not really anything, like, unenjoyed. Like, there's nothing really, like, at this point, it's, like, in, like, the field of camp. You know, where I'm enjoying it in a different way. There's nothing really annoying. There's Yeah, that's what I was about to say. There's nothing that really gets on my nerves. There's nothing that, like, got old or anything. It never got boring. It, you know, a lot of these movies, you'll get to a point where you're like, I don't fucking care what you are saying right now. Mm-hmm. Move on. Move on. Stop shooting that thing. I've had enough of that, you know. Like I said, like we said, it, it moves on at a good pace. That final, the final few minutes where like the giant claws like finally in new york and it's like i guess everything stopped moving so it's just like attacking buildings and shit and Mm -hmm. there's like people running away and there's a couple shots of like people getting crushed by debris yeah and it's like oh no because you really haven't been exposed to that level of like violence yeah in the movie so far and it's just like, oh no, he's killing people yeah, out of nowhere. He's yeah. just been, like picked up a couple of trains and like knocked over a couple planes. Yeah, some stuff's exploded. And yeah, he ate some parachutey guys. Yeah, but killed some teenagers. Here now, people are dying in kind of realistic ways. Yeah, they're just like getting killed by the fallout of yeah. what's going on. Yeah, he's not really even going after people. He's just kind of like knocking over buildings. So we get a little bit of carnage, and then yeah, uh, you know, right on time. Our heroes save the day, mm-hmm. and then uh, it ends. There's not a, yeah. really wrap up very well. Yeah, that's another thing. The story, like I when I said it, I I said this movie moves along at a good pace, and I think that's a little wrong because there's no pacing. This story doesn't. Yeah. This movie doesn't like hit beats. You know, there's, there's no, no like the climax or anything there's no i mean there's there is a you know the end yeah i mean where it kind of gets a little bigger it like inflates a little yeah but like we just kind of like it doesn't have a conventional yeah we're just kind of bouncing around until we hit the end yeah you know we're we're here we're here we're here we're here we're here yeah like i said nothing leads to the next thing yeah yeah this needs to happen next so we'll have an expositional scene and then something will happen you know Pierre talks like a, uh, he's French, or French-Canadian. Supposed to be French. But. He's got some, like, Native American rugs yeah. on his patio, and he's got mm-hmm. a Hispanic accent. Yeah, he's, oh, oh hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hello, I am French. Uh, what can I do for you? Yeah, I wasn't, like, completely certain he was, like, French. You were like, is he supposed to be French? I was like, I don't. No, and then he says "oui" at one point, or yeah, something. Yeah, he says like "oui." Oh. Yeah, it, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, with a name like Pierre, I thought he might have been Italian or something. I was thinking, yeah, something. But with a name like Pierre, that's pretty definitively French. And then when he yeah. answered the phone and said "oui," it's yeah, like, okay, yeah, all right, y'all are doing it. He's French, huh? So I wanted to talk about something. Okay. <laughs> so Pierre like goes outside after. He hears something or something. Yeah, during the yeah. our protagonist's first yeah. initial meeting with Pierre when they're yeah. drinking moonshine. Yeah, he like goes outside, I think, because he heard something. Right. And then he sees the giant claw, uh, and he thinks it's some like folk monster. Yeah. And that he just saw that means his death is coming, and uh, he's like, ah, you know, and he, I think he passes out or something. Yeah. Out of sheer fright. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they carry him back inside, and the police get there to take the guy and his girlfriend somewhere they need to see somebody. 
Pierre, the guy explains like the local folklore to the main character. One of the Mounties. Yeah, one of the yeah, one of the Mounties. He's like, yeah, it means uh, and there's like a guy behind Pierre. They like leave him with the police at his house. Yeah, there's like a car waiting for them, and he's like, he's like, yep, it means that uh, he believes that when they see a. that monster that uh his death is coming soon and there's like a cop behind him and i thought i had like an i mean i knew it like in my i pretty much knew it wasn't gonna happen but uh, there was like an inkling of an idea that like there was gonna be like a cover-up plot Mm -hmm. you know he's like it means your death is coming soon and they were gonna kill pierre because then they had that shot of like a giant claw print in the ground yeah near his house and i i thought they were gonna be like I didn't think he was going to have come from outer space. I thought it was yeah, going to be something that had been around. Wasn't my first. Yeah. Yes. For something like so ter- terrestrial, you know. It's just a fucking bird. It's a bird that works like regular birds work. Yeah. And, it's and like, how did it get here? I don't know. They never have like a scene. They don't have at least like in a movie like this. Usually you'd have like something at the beginning like. Ah, it appears a meteor is crashing to Earth, or something, you know, or just like a shot of something falling to Earth. And they never explain it. They they kind of toy with the idea. They're like, "Why is it here? Why here?" Yeah. And then the the girl's like, "Well, it's obvious to build a nest." Yeah, but of that course. creates even more questions because that's even... what Earth birds do. Yeah, I mean, it just if behaves it just, like regular birds. If it just needs to build a nest, why didn't go to like Mars or something? It doesn't need to. It just needs to destroy things. It doesn't need to be around people. It doesn't need food. Did it come from a planet where they have things to regularly destroy? I don't know. Who qualifies when something is destroyed? What's the difference between destroyed and damaged? Is God judging this? He's like, mm, <laughs> that doesn't qualify as destroyed. Okay, here's some energy. That's destroyed. Like, it, it, I mean, you know, if you, if you can believe it, the giant claw doesn't make much sense. I was kind of hoping there'd be a cover-up plot, um, and maybe it'd be a spy movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like James Bond or um, Spice Like Us. Spice Like Us, Austin Powers. You know, we can go ahead and talk about Don okay. Fries. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Like I've said, this movie didn't have anything that irritated me in it, and it was enjoyable. And I know, I mean, we probably won't put it on to make fun of it again. But mm-hmm. if you want to goof on a movie, this is a good one to do it too. Especially if you like goofing on, you know. Uh, if you want to make jokes about, you know, white men in the 50s telling women to shut up, you know, yeah, right. or something, you know, this There's is a, a couple, good one. a couple moments like that. There's a couple moments where they kind of do that. And they're like, don't worry, we've got this, sweaty. Yeah, they cut her off. Yeah, you know. When she's um, saying something important. Yeah, when she's adding something to the discussion. But she, they kind of redeem themselves whenever she picks up that rifle and... Yeah, that's pretty cool. I was kind of like, all right, you know, it's bouncing out a little bit here. Yeah, it's a fun one to make fun of. There's some silly looking stuff in it. They do some silly things. They say some silly things. The main character really isn't a leading man, and it's funny whenever they try to make him like the hero, you know? Yeah. This weird looking kind of, you know, the 1950s definition of fit where he's just kind of fat, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? But yeah, it's like fun to watch. And it would have just like watching it and being quiet and not saying much like we watch these movies often. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just having an all right time. Yeah. You know, um, and if we had been, you know, goofing on it out loud, I would have been having an even better time, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. So like usually I rate these, you know, if it's enjoyable is how I've always said it. But what really pushes something above and beyond is if it's like really enjoyable you know, like insanely enjoyable, like King Kong uh, mm-hmm. versus Godzilla or something like that, where it's just like so fun to mm-hmm. watch or, you know, or it like works as a real movie, you mm-hmm. know, and is entertaining. Right. Um, This is like really entertaining, but it, it, like we've said, the structure and the characters, like they're, you know, either non-existent or they're just not working, you know, whichever one you want to pick. And it just doesn't work at all as like a real movie. So it's mm-hmm. it's not like insanely enjoyable. All that said, I'm gonna give this like I'm gonna give this like a like a I'm gonna give it a six. Six point five. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe a seven if I'm feeling really generous, but yeah, six solid six point five. Well, for me, I had a good time watching this. Mm-hmm. I think that it's one that everybody should 
if if you're the kind of person to listen to this podcast, this is one, regardless of how good I think it is, regardless of what score I give it, I think everybody should see this at one point or another. And I think the giant the giant claw itself has become kind of an icon in yeah, I was kaiju. About to say, yeah, it's like, kind of a somehow thing. this shitty little independent one manages to like stick out among like Godzilla and Gamera. Yeah, it's got something. And like all the, you know, King Kong somehow. It's got an identity. And it's very, I don't want to call it unique. It's got things that make it really, it's got just kind of like the perfect like Powerpuff Girls. It's got this and this and this to make this. Yeah. Just whatever it's got going for it is is pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I think you could have a really good time if you're just watching this. To make fun of it. Yeah. If you're just watching this to throw it on, like, oh my god, I have the giant claw. Yeah. It's just one of those movies, and it's not, like, overhyped. Like, it, oh, there's a lot of those, like, yeah. so bad movies yeah. that are really overhyped. And this hasn't quite made it there, at least for me. Yeah, the way it's been advertised to me is, like, oh, this is one of the campy, Yeah. you know. I mean, I've always been told that it's, like, this one's a big pile of shit. Really? Yeah, like a big goofy pile of shit. But like, I haven't. It's not that many people who say that. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody should at least give this one a watch. The I I like a lot of stuff about it. And that third act, you know, when he when he's attacking New York, that was really fun, and mm-hmm. that was like more than I expected. Totally, yeah. Because for the majority of the movie, the only time you see the giant claws through this same piece of footage. Where he's like yeah. zooming from like the middle of the frame to the top of the frame. He's also out of focus a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, he's extremely blurry for some reason. Even though you could see the strings and stuff, it was like entertaining puppet work. Yeah, to yeah. me. So I have a lot of positive opinions on this movie, despite the fact that I I know it's not a very good movie. Mm-hmm. My big gripe is uh, they killed Pierre, which is unforgivable. <laughs> Uh, they hint at it earlier on. They're like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna, he, he's gonna die soon because he saw the yeah. thing." And I was like, "They better fucking not." And they brought him back later, and I was kind of hoping that he'd have like some kind of. I was kind of hoping around. he'd get to be like the third wheel of the plot, right? Yeah, and like sort of help resolve everything. And they like just brought him back strictly to kill him, and he was kind of the butt of the joke. Yeah, and. That was really shitty. I liked Pierre a lot. He was very kind, and he shared his French moonshine with our yeah. protagonist, and it, he didn't have to do that. It might have been better if they had, you know, if the characters had been like, no, Pierre, no, yeah, or something, you know. If, if Pierre had, like, flown the final plane into the giant claw to sacrifice mm-hmm. himself, but to kill the giant claw, that would have been okay. Mm-hmm. But... Ultimately, I think Pierre is an extremely underutilized character. I I see that yeah. in this movie. I agree so with that honestly. My my final verdict on this movie is I'm gonna give it a very soft, loving five point seven mm-hmm. for 1957, the year that this movie was released. And I I don't I've given movies that I'm like angry at fives on mm-hmm. yeah, on here before yeah. and it's weird because i can't in good conscience put this any higher than that yeah i, I can't give yeah. i can't give i can't put this on like the brighter side of the scale but i'm i have no beef with this movie other than that they killed pierre but i'm mm. not like i'm not angry at this movie for like stealing my time yeah totally. like i am it didn't feel like a waste of time of these. yeah no I think if I had a film class, I would definitely show this to everybody. Yeah, yeah. This is worth seeing. It's one of those ones where it's like, you know, if you like went to like a film class or something, you know, mm-hmm. just like college kids and you're like, have you guys seen The Giant Claw? A lot of them would probably say like, no, but they'd know of it. Yeah, a lot of people know of it. They yeah. know that that picture of like The Giant Claw behind the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's... It's iconic in a lot of in some ways, you know. It's kind of like the Xenomorph, where everybody knows the design, but not everybody has seen the 
yeah. the movie. I mean, yeah. I, a lot obviously a lot of people have seen yeah. Alien, yeah. but but yeah, it, it is like sort of a, a design that's more popular than what it's actually from. Right. Yeah. yeah that's what I mean. Totally. Yeah. It, it. But yeah, this would totally be a good one to show for like it. Maybe not like I don't know if you could really learn too much from this in the way that you could from some other ones in terms of like what not to do which right. is uh, which is a lot of the reason you would show some of these movies to a film class yeah you know you'd be like okay why isn't this working with this it's like this would be one you show on like a day maybe uh like oh we're gonna be holding class come mm-hmm. we're having a pizza party in class or something you know you guys I can think, bring food or something i think this is the kind of movie where like you show a batch of like 25 kids this movie and I think one out of every 25 is going to, like, fall in love with it. I think mm-hmm. there there's something kind of charming about this movie that I think, uh, someone who's not me, I think there's things to latch on with this movie. I think there's definitely, like, a rewatchability to it, but I'm I'm not really feeling like I'm ever going to need to rewatch this, yeah. especially anytime soon. Yeah. But it's... More than, like, a movie like Rodan or something. Definitely, yeah. There's just something about this movie that I feel like a certain someone might just like this movie more than everybody else. Yeah, especially if they, like, grew up with it or something. Yeah. You know, if they I have can... some kind of personal connection to it, it's just yeah. got that that quality to it. It's got some, like, original quality to it where, like, somebody could latch... That somebody could latch onto, you know? Mm-hmm. If not... If it's not just the 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 design, yeah. So this movie is it's better than it to me. I enjoyed it a lot more than Twenty Million Miles to Earth. It's better than a lot of what we've been watching. Yeah, I mean, and it's a nice break. We've been watching majority Japanese movies. A good deal of them butchered by the American right transfer. It's a nice little. Genuine visit to 1957 America. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, totally. It's a great example of like 1950s camp. Like this is like, it's it it embodies a lot of stuff about like yeah. this sort of sci-fi monster genre. A lot of people lump the 60s and 50s together when they think of like campy and mm-hmm. action and sci-fi, and this really is uniquely. 50s yes sci-fi there's nothing really 60s about this yeah it's still got that you know the kids in the car with the salt totally yeah. very fi- that's that's not 60s at all the fucking one of the teenagers i think it might be it's the one of the guys in there is like calls the fucking main character daddy-o yeah <laughs> which yeah. is like really like i almost imagine like some like parents in there like fucking kids you know like, <laughs> yeah they oh, bastards you know what that might have even been dated back then for all i know yeah but yeah definitely 50s okay well do you want to take a stab at what we're watching next time just have king Ghidorah. (laughs) no 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 it doesn't we're watching space amoeba oh cool we are tomorrow good tomorrow is when we're watching it all right new episode coming up tonight you guys, new episode's going to be posted tonight. Don't be scared. Mm-hmm.